This episode is brought to you by Harry's. Harry sent me a razor starter kit recently to try, and I put it to use very quickly because I keep myself clean shaven. In fact, I pretty much shave every single day because I have lots of facial hair. It grows back very quickly, and it's also really thick, and it hurts a lot when I shave normally, with a bad razor at least. So I've been using Harry's razors for like a week now. They're very nice. It's a five-blade razor, and I have to say, it really does effortlessly shave through my normally very annoying facial hair. It doesn't hurt one bit, no tugging, anything like that. And it stayed sharp the entire time as well. I'm very impressed so far. It also has kind of a good weight to it. It's like heavier than normal. I don't know. It's like, it's just got a good weight to it. I really like that. I didn't know I liked it before, but now I know I like it. I also really liked the shaving cream just because it smells really good. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by questionable shaving products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of other big brands. Harry's has a customizable delivery option for scheduled refills as low as $2, half of what you pay from other big brands. Don't settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com otherworld. That's harrys.com slash otherworld for a $3 trial set. I have always wished that my Spanish was better. Living in Southern California and going to Mexico a lot for surfing, weekend trips, stuff like that. It's just very handy. I took three years of it in high school, but I really didn't learn that much from the books. I basically only got really good at asking various types of people where the library is located, which turns out to be not a phrase you use that often when you're on vacation. Rosetta Stone is a much more organic and easy way to learn a new language because it really immerses you in that language. It's the most trusted language learning program available on desktop, and also it has an app. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish. Like I said, it's fast language acquisition because it really immerses you in the language. There's no English translations, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. They also have speech recognition features like True Accent, which gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also an amazing value. They offer a lifetime membership, which includes all 25 languages, which is perfect for any and all trips you might have in your future with various languages you might want to learn. Don't put off learning that new language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Otherworld listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com otherworld today. Welcome to Otherworld. I'm your host, Jack Wagner. This week, we're changing things up a little bit. We've been doing a mini-series for quite some time, and I'm sure some people would enjoy a change of pace. And I thought that this week we'd go back to a classic ghost story. This is uh, an interesting one, as they always are. It comes from a guy named Tim in the middle of Wisconsin. And Tim is somebody that I do not think normally believes in this stuff at all. I don't think he ever did until it started happening to him. And I think even now he's still kind of struggling with the fact that his beliefs might be changing. For that reason, the story is very fascinating to me. 
I was immediately interested when I saw this email because I could tell that the person writing it was still very scared. In fact, I think at one point during our exchange, he had left the house to write me an email at a local playground because he's still nervous to talk about all of this inside of his house. I'm not sure if this story is even completely finished. I guess we'll find out. And with that, I think we could go ahead and start the episode. This is episode 25. The title is Hissing House, and you're listening to Otherworld. Hello? Yes, it is. We're My name's Tim. I was born and raised in Wisconsin. I started my journey up north further, and then my wife's uh, job took us down to like the central part of Wisconsin. She works at a hospital doing like a heart catheterization. As of right now, I'm a stay-at-home dad. I, I used to do just jobs here and there. I worked construction with my dad for a really long time. And when I moved down south here, uh, I needed to find something to do, and it's just kind of like odds and ends where it was something that just things I couldn't find that were that great. And then uh, we started a family, and then the pandemic hit, and then I just became a stay-at-home dad because it just made sense money-wise. Um, our first daughter was in a daycare, and then everything hit. Everyone panicked. We didn't know what was going on. And so we're, I got laid off of my job at the time. And I decided that we could just do it from home where I can watch her and we can all stay safe and healthy at home. And, and then as time went on, um, my job layoff became permanent. They terminated my position. So then I'm like, well, what do we do now? I was looking at odds and ends again. And she's like, well, we can stay doing what we're doing because we're actually making out better <laughs> being at home and like, you know, not spending the gas, going out to eat for lunches and stuff and just staying at home with the kids. I've always been interested in the paranormal. There's been weird things that my family uh, has discussed and talked about, things that I've seen before, um, just seeing things on TV and reading books. Like, it's always been something interesting to think that there's something more than uh, the mundane that we're all used to. So. When these things come up in front of us though, or someone tells us a story and, and their own experiences, I was, we've always tried to look at it like scientifically or if there's any kind of skeptical, like a debunking we can do. But more recently, it seems like there's a lot more questions than answers and it's kind of opened up my eyes and, and like magnetized me more towards, you know, even more crazy stories like UFOs and ghosts and aliens and Bigfoot and all that. <laughs> and then um, I guess with my experience, uh, it started when we got our house. In 2018, we moved in because we were living in an apartment at the time and we just had our first daughter. And I think she was about six or seven months old when we decided to um, 
try to get a house. And the market down here is crazy because of the doctors at the clinic. They're always coming in and out of town. And um, houses aren't on the market very long. And if they are, there's something wrong with them. So this one popped up. It was in a good little off the beaten path neighborhood. Um, weirdly enough, the next door neighbor was a guy I went to high school with up in, up north. And he ended up down in the same place. It was really bizarre. So just a lot of weird little coincidences. We, we somehow got into this house, everything worked out. And then like three or four months later, this is when some weird stuff started happening. I, I came home from work one day and uh, I had my daughter with me and um, I had gotten her from daycare. We were at home playing and waiting for my wife to get home because she always gets done later in the day than me. So uh, she was playing on the floor and then she was trying to come up and run at me and, and like scare me or surprise me. And I don't know to this day, it's really weird. I don't know if it was just like I was overly tired or if there's something more to it, but it almost looked like she was a different person when she came up off the floor and like jumped at me. And I like, <laughs> I, I, I hate to admit it cause I try to be more rational and not so squeamish and, and uh, childlike, but I, I shrieked. And then <laughs> that made her scream and cry too. <sighs> well, she's, you know, she's really tiny. She was, I think less than, less than a year old at the time. And um, she has like blonde curly hair and she was wearing like a little white dress. And then all of a sudden when she like came up off the floor and was trying to like surprise me, it almost looked like she had like black hair and it didn't even look like her. And I'm just, I hadn't had anything to drink or anything. Or I didn't have any head wounds or anything. So I was really confused. Like maybe I just am tired and I have eye strain from staring at a computer all day or, or maybe something really weird did happen. Like, I don't know, like something was like, piggybacking on her or something like that. It was, it was really bizarre. And I just tried to shrug that one off because I'm like, that's way too crazy for, to even comprehend or make sense. But it's been in the back of my head where it, something didn't look right when she was like coming at me. It's like something there was with her. And then I screamed and freaked out and then she started crying and everything was back to normal. Then uh, after that, um, yeah, my wife, uh, she was on call and she gets done later in the day where she's like the, the last group that gets to leave from the clinic or hospital. And um, so she has to stay as long as they have any patients at the end of the day or if there's any emergencies that come in. So I was by myself with my daughter and I had to go change her diaper when we got home. And I had her in our bedroom in the back of the hallway and she was like rolling around and, and fidgeting and not sitting still. And I was trying to get her to calm down. And then she finally did. And she just laid flat on her back and then she started smiling and then waving out the hallway, like out the door into the hallway. And then I'm smiling cause it's cute. I'm like, okay, she's, she sees mom. She got home early and she's trying to sneak up on me. And I turn around and said, it's mama trying to scare me and no one's in the hallway. And the first thing's first, like, you know, being a first time dad and, and having just me and her there and having to protect her, I picked her up and I held her close to me and I walked all through the house looking to make sure uh, no doors or windows were open, everything was locked. 
Um, my wife wasn't home. No one was home. And she'd never done anything like that before. So it was uh, really bizarre. <laughs> and then um, that same year, it was like December or maybe January the next year, um, that's when I was on a new work schedule where they liked having me come in early so we could get uh, my part of the job done and into the hands of the next people down the line. So um, I'd have to be to work at six in the morning. So I got up, got ready, got in my car, opened the garage door, I was on my way. And then she said that after she heard the garage door close, uh, she heard a hiss from the house. And she said it sounded like it was in the hallway and she said she was looking around for like if there was like a toilet that was running or a faucet that got left on. And then she thought that maybe I was coming back in to surprise her because I didn't have work or uh, I had a late start or something. And uh, my daughter heard it, too, because she was saying Dada. And she thought it was me. And then my wife looks all around the house and she gets down to the end of the hallway. And then she said it sounded like a, a, a drug out and annoyed like hiss. I don't, that's, that's the best way she described it to me. And then, um, so there's like two hisses cause she got down to the end of the hallway when she was looking to find out what it was. And then she yelled, no, and I'm not happy being scared. And she just has like way more balls than I do. Like I would have been <laughs> running and hiding and she's like scolding it. And, uh, that, she she sent me like I saw a message like an hour or two later on my phone that she sent me at work and I checked my phone and she said did you come home or I, I heard something weird and then I asked her for clarification and it just kind of gave me chills I, I said yeah I had nothing to do with it I don't know what it would be either and um, we live close to like train tracks I'm like was it the trains like the brakes or something she's like no it was from the specific room at the end of the hallway and it wasn't from the direction of the train and there's no other sounds like that in their house. So um, then from there, it went um, into February or maybe early March. It was after Valentine's Day because we had gotten um, Valentine's like big, gaudy, like goofy looking Valentine bouquets for each other and had them sent to our work. And uh, the ones I had sent her, there was two big like mylar, like heart shaped balloons. And she brought them home and my daughter loved them. So we brought them in her room and we let them just sit there and they floated up to the you know top of the, the ceiling like they do. And they just sat there for a while. And um, her, her dad, my father-in-law came to visit because he's like obsessed with my daughter. He, he loves her so much and they're playing and stuff. And it was getting later into the night and Heidi was on call again. And uh, he was spending the night in our uh, extra room we had. And uh, so it was like right before bedtime, uh, he was reading a book to her in her bedroom. And I came in to check because like, when my kids start playing with anybody or anybody new comes over, like they don't give you a break. <laughs> they just consistently just keep, keep going and going. So I was checking on grandpa to see if he needed water, a snack, a break. I could just pull her away and we could do, do something else. And he said they were fine. And they're reading a book in the rocking chair in the corner. And I'm just standing in the middle of the room. And then all of a sudden we look and we hear like a crinkling. And one of the balloons comes down from the corner of the room 
and it comes all the way down and just descends and floats to like head height of me. And it's like right in my face, like a foot or two away. And we all just kind of like grandpa goes, Oh, that's weird. And I went, yeah, that's, that's odd. And, and my daughter is just kind of giggling cause it's a balloon and doing weird things. So I was kind of weirded out, but I tried, you know, debunking. I'm like, I can't live somewhere where we're going to be scared of the house. And if it's something that's stupid that we can disprove right away, we have to do it or else we're going to be, you know, scared, curled up in our blankets every night in our bed. But so I, I took the balloon and I put it back up in the same corner and there's two balloons. And the second one was bought at the same time, same size. Like one wasn't more deflated than the other. They're the same, like same fullness. And then that same balloon came all the way back down and floated back in front of my face again. And uh, I didn't know what to think. And I just, I was looking for more answers. I'm like, okay, um, there's a vent in the room for heat, but it's on the opposite side. I could feel there's a little bit of heat, but like it would have been blowing the way it's directed. It would have been blowing the balloon away from me. But this came down and in front of my face and um so it was really bizarre and uh we just figured we'll um we'll we'll move we'll we'll do the bedtime story somewhere else so we all get up to leave the room and the balloon starts following us <laughs> and, uh, oh god it's it's just weird to say um it so it starts following us out of the out of the room into the hallway and then i just like push it away like that's enough and then um uh, grandpa's like, well, I'm going to get ready for bed. Good night. And I'm like, you're going to leave me up and awake with this shit going on. Like, are you kidding me? And uh, so he's getting ready. He goes to take a, a shower and, and brush his teeth and stuff. And I bring my daughter downstairs with me because we have a like a split level house where I made a living room down in the basement technically, but it's like a lower floor. So I bring her down by me um, to sleep. And uh, she can sleep on the couch and then I can wait for my wife to get home and uh, play some video games and stuff. So I put on my headset and um, my daughter falls asleep on me and I'm just playing. And then all of a sudden I hear like a, like a, like a thump, like a weird, it's a weird noise where it's like something getting, like I described it before. It sounds like, it sounds like a garbage bag getting sucked into like a vacuum. And I look around behind me, I don't see anything. And then so I go, okay, that's weird. And my friend was on the headset in our party chat. And I was like, ah, there's this weird shit going on tonight with the balloon. And it was like following us around. And he just goes, oh, yeah, that's weird. And, uh, and then so I'm just sitting there. And then I hear like, the, like a slight like crinkling noise again. And I turn around. And like, like in the chair that I'm at right now, it's like hovering. That same balloon is like three feet off the ground right by my face as I'm sitting. And uh, I finally, after that, I had to get up and I popped it and I threw it away and I tried to, I went upstairs and I was looking and that balloon had to travel 15 feet down the hall, go down six steps, do a 180 and come down another six steps. And then it got stuck. What the crinkling vacuum sound was, was it got sucked into an air intake that we have behind our bar in the basement. So it got sucked up against that while the furnace was on. And then as soon as the furnace shut off, it somehow had enough 
motivation or whatever to come out from behind the bar, travel another 15 feet over to the couch and then and then float at three feet high. And then like the vent also is like ground level to two feet. So it somehow came out, got up higher and then came right to my face. And it's just bizarre. I don't know. I feel like it was intentional, like going off all of our experiences in the house so far as like a whole. I look back and it it almost feels like there's multiple things going on. Like the balloon did not like it scared the shit out of me <laughs> when it happened. But after I did it, like after I popped it, I thought more about it. And then um, I was writing it out to somebody in like a text or a message or something. And uh, it just made me kind of sad because I almost thought like maybe was it somebody, you know, like a spirit of somebody that was like, you know, checking in on us that all they wanted to do was, you know, come face to face with us and, and see, you know, how we were doing or something. Because um, before my wife and I got married, um, my grandpa uh, passed away like a month or two before. And um, we're pretty close. Uh, him and my grandma watched me a lot growing up uh, when my mom was at work. And uh, he he loved my wife so much. Like he thought she was so cool. And, and uh, I know he would have really liked uh, to meet my daughters too. And I think, you know, back on it, maybe it was him, you know, you know checking in or something. But, you know, I, I try not to, Try not to put too much like hallmark, like hokey, like, uh, you know, stuff to it where it's like, maybe it's, maybe it's static. <laughs> maybe it's, maybe it's like oh, air current or something, or maybe it's something else. I don't know, but it was something that just kind of crossed my mind. And it's, it was kind of hard to, to not dismiss that. That was where my mind popped to right away. Okay, we have to take a quick break, but we will be right back. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like you just need to get something off your chest? Contrary to the belief of, I think, every single man in my family lineage dating back to the hunter-gatherer period, bottling things up does not work. When you push those things down, it begins to build up and negatively affects you. And of course, the stuff you bottle up always finds a way to come out eventually, usually not in a very good way. Therapy is a place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. There's a reason people say it's like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders afterwards. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you could switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Otherworld today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Otherworld. Hey, Otherworld listeners. I'm excited to tell you about a show that I love and I think you're going to love as well. It's called Sophia with an F, starring Sophia Franklin. This show is about as different from Otherworld as a show could possibly be, which is why I think many people were very, very shocked when I got invited on as a guest around Halloween. It was really the crossover that nobody expected. I'll never forget the day my episode came out and every single one of my college-age cousins texted me all at the same time. 
very confused, but also very excited. It was nice to hear from all of them, though, and uh, finally get some respect. I had a great time on the show. Sophia is really down to earth, which is why I think her interviews are so good. We talked about Otherworld, the paranormal, getting into this whole thing unexpectedly, as I did, and a lot of other stuff that I think normally does not get discussed on Sophia with an F. Normally in the show, Sophia Franklin goes deep on sex, life, mental health, relationships, and everything in between. You could get Sophia all to yourself every Monday for solo mini episodes and every Thursday with her ride-or-die best friends, experts, and some famous guests on a host of other topics, topics that are not safe for the dinner table, from foursomes and sugar daddies to wild sexcapades and tips for keeping things fresh in the bedroom. It's raw and laugh-out-loud funny, no borders and no filters. My personal favorite is the episode with Waka Flock of Flame, if you want somewhere to start. Listen to and follow Sophia with an F on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Folks, springtime is here and it might be time to clean out the closet and finally update your wardrobe. Quince has you covered with timeless pieces that never got a style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the essentials for men and women and everything is made from high quality materials, which is very important to me. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes savings on to us. And like I mentioned, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. I recently went on a little shopping spree myself. I got a chore jacket, a Mongolian cashmere cardigan, and a quilted jacket. Basically stuff that I could just throw on top of the normal old t-shirts that I wear every day to make myself look a lot more presentable and fashionable when I need to. I also got some new sheets for our bed. They have so many to choose from. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash otherworld for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash otherworld to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash otherworld. Springtime is here. I've recently had all of my windows open, letting in the breeze, the smell of fresh flowers blooming all over my neighborhood. This is what a house should smell like. It should not smell like your cat's litter box. Thankfully, Pretty Litter makes that very easy. Nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra-absorbent, lightweight, low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. It also gives me peace of mind knowing Pretty Litter's crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like urinary tract infections, kidney issues, and more. This is especially useful now that my cat is hanging out constantly by our screen door, getting visitations from coyotes, raccoons, squirrels, other cats, who knows what else. So it's very helpful knowing that if he picks up anything weird from them, I'll notice right away in his litter. When I first got my cat Merlin, I tried using the cheap cat litter that comes in those huge, giant bags from the pet store. That stuff is awful. Some of it smells worse than the smells it's supposed to be covering up. It does not have to be like that. There's a better way to live. There's no reason for your house to smell like your cat's litter box. If your house smells like a cat's litter box, that's on you. That's not on your cat. Pretty Litter is amazing. You should give it a try. Go to prettylitter.com otherworld to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com otherworld to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, at that point, 
you know, I, with this weird shit going on, like I can still shut off the lights so I don't wake anybody up. If I'm watching TV downstairs, I can still like comfortably walk through the house in the dark. And, um, if I hear like little bumps and cracks and stuff, I'm like, Oh, that's gotta be the refrigerator. That's, you know, that's the, the air conditioning or something. That's somebody kicking the wall that's sleeping upstairs or something. It's like, I've never really felt terrified except for, um, the, the night that we had the shared dream. And that was in best guesses. Like I made a Reddit post about it. And I think it was either high strangeness or the truth is here or something, but I made one about, I want to say it was between April and June of 2020. Um, it was before my second daughter was born. Uh, she was still, you know, in Heidi. And um, it started out with, I, I tucked my, my first daughter in um, to bed. And uh, my wife was already in bed and she had fallen asleep because she's, you know, has a baby. She's tired and exhausted. So we were all getting ready for bed. And then I was thinking about staying up longer. And I said the hell with it. And I got into bed too. And, uh, so my wife and I were sleeping in our bed at the end of the hallway. And then my daughter, probably about an hour later, um, came into our bedroom and we leave the door open when she was sleeping in her own room, uh, because we didn't want her to get scared if the door was shut and she couldn't see us or find us. And then it would just be terrifying as hell to wake up to, uh, someone pounding on your door <laughs> at like one in the morning. So uh, we would leave the door open and then when she would come in, I would get up, shut the door and lock it just for an extra safety measure. And um, so yeah, after like an hour of her sleeping, she comes into our bedroom. I went, yeah, whatever. And I, I pulled her into bed. I was really tired. And then I fell asleep on my stomach and I had my face towards the door and I didn't lock or shut the door that night. And then um, a while after all that happened. Um, I heard footsteps again and, uh, I tried to look around the room and see what was going on. And I saw a, a silhouette, uh, by the side of my bed. It was probably about three feet tall. It, it kind of reminded me of like the, like the Jawas from star Wars, where it's just like short and it, I couldn't see anything specific about what it was it just was like it just looked like a short little person and then it looked like it had like straps hanging down from the sides of its head and it made me think of um like those old pilot like the leather pilot hats where it's like the leather straps and like the like the yeah ace fighters would wear those and like the scarves and the goggles and stuff and so I saw this and I could see like the silhouette from like the moonlight coming into my room into our room from the window. But then I realized like, this is some crazy shit already in our, uh, I said her name, <laughs> but yeah, she was already in our bed. So I'm like, I'm dreaming. I have to be in like, I've, I've had like attacks or bouts of sleep paralysis before in my life. But like you can, you can tell once you're in it that it's a dream. And then I've found ways after having it so happened so many times, I found ways to to try to wake myself up, which is basically trying to yell at the top of my lungs in my dream and then try to like move my body. And 
So I start to toss and turn and I try to, it, it, it starts to sound like a mumble or a yell when I'm waking up out of it. And my wife has woken me up from them before. So, um, yeah, so this time I, I see the silhouette by the side of my bed and it's like right there. And then the next thing I realize is that I hear a scraping noise and I look down to where the noise is. And this is still in my dream. Like I look down in my dream and I see the moonlight shining off of a kitchen knife that we have in our kitchen. And it's like, it's, it's so real that, yeah, it just still like gives me goosebumps to this day. But um, I hear it scraping on our blankets and I'm like, I need to wake up because I'm either gonna have a heart attack or this is something that's gonna like, I don't know, do some, do some serious damage to my, my brain or something. So I start tossing and screaming and yelling in my dream as hard as I can. And then finally I wake myself up and I'm breathing heavily. And then the next thing I realize is that my daughter is awake in the bed too. And my wife is awake too. And uh, my daughter is crying and she keeps saying something about a grumpy face man. And, uh, and then my wife was asking me what was going on. And at the time I didn't tell her anything about like the, the straps hanging down or anything. I just said that there was this thing or this person standing next to my bed and in my sleep. And uh, it was scraping a knife on the, on the blankets. And then she said, well, you're awake now. Are you all right? Do you see anything? I'm like, no. And then we all stayed awake for about a half hour longer. I shut the door and locked it. And then just from exhaustion, we, we fell back asleep. And uh, the next day, uh, my wife got done with work and I was done with work. I had picked up our daughter already and um, I was uh, making uh, supper in the kitchen. And uh, my wife comes home and she comes upstairs to like uh, talk to me after her day and, and greet me and stuff. And uh, she's started to describe her dream to me. And she said that uh, she didn't want to add to the moment, so she held it in. And her experience was that she also had a nightmare. She said, before I woke everybody up, she had a dream where something with pigtails uh, was using her uh, smartwatch and cell phone chargers, like charging lights on them, like in place of their eyes. Like there's this thing standing and the scariest thing on for from her perspective like when i was hearing about it um her side of the bed she only has like a foot between the wall and the bed to like walk and to get into bed so whatever was there was like within a foot of her face and it was between her chargers and her and she said that she saw like the outline of a little person it was short again and there's the, the two different charging lights. And she said that she, in her dream, she realized like those were her chargers, but then she started to kind of like get her wits about her. And she looked again and said that it was like whatever was standing there was using the lights like eyes. And then, yeah, when she told me that it had pigtails, like that made my blood turn cold. Because then I told her, she hadn't heard the night before, I said the thing that I saw had a pilot hat on is the way I would describe it, that it had the little straps hanging down. And that's exactly what, you know, she was thinking and saying too. So, um, 
after that happened, we decided to uh, look around and take matters into our own hands and say enough's enough. And uh, we decided to start saging and trying to do cleanses of our house. So whatever this was, hopefully wouldn't come back. Well, I've, I don't know, our, my family has always had kind of a, like a rough patch with like religion and stuff from past experiences with just not a good environment for them and stuff. So I, my, my mom's like, I'm not going to tell you what to believe or what not to. We're going to let you find out on your own. You can ask questions. You can seek out whatever you want to. And so basically I would just look at the people around me growing up and, and read whatever I could. And I don't know, religion never really made sense to me. Like, you know, following these strict rules from a book, you know, thousands of years ago where it's like, I understand that, you know, you should treat people good and you should, you know, not steal and, you know, uh, harass or upset other people, you know, just, you know, basically my golden rule is like, you know, don't be a shithead to everyone else. Like just, you know, just, just be nice, do nice things, do the best you can with your life and I don't try to find answers. So the things that I've found the most answers in was science and that's where I kind of went with. But when you have shit like this happen, like that kind of goes out the window and you have to start reading into other things. And yeah, with uh, the comment thread on that post that I made on Reddit, it was just like, um, yeah, people recommended prayer and like holy water and Bibles and blessings. I'm like, I feel like if I'm rolling my eyes or like scoffing at it, it's not going to take, it's not going to mean anything. It has to be something meaningful. And that's where my, my wife came to. She was asking around or talking to other people and she liked reading like books about like witchcraft and and like uh rituals and stuff like back when she was a teenager and she remembered that like sage was supposed to be like a cleansing like a cleansing smoke to to remove you know bad things from uh from an environment yeah she's like i can just walk around our house with some with some sage and burn it and uh just you know have some some positive motivation or positive thought and uh almost kind of like a like a mantra or like a creed that she's saying i forgot exactly what she said where she would just kind of say like you know it's uh this is our house or this is this is our 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 safe place if there's anything here that means to to not be good or it has to leave or she she had this thing and she'd like repeat it over and over and go through the rooms and we had like a window open because we had heard that you have to keep like a way to have whatever's in the house to like leave because if you're just like pissing it off and making smoke all over the house and then you keep everything shut it's just gonna be bouncing around and you know pissed off so um we did that and um from like the science standpoint i there's other people that said like, there's another guy that posted about notes and weird things being around his house. And then someone in the comments said, you might have carbon monoxide poisoning. And then he checked and there was a carbon monoxide leak in his apartment. So they're like, get yourself a detector. And I, I bought one. I stocked it up right away. I went right down by our furnace. Um, I went by anywhere that would 
have exhaust. So like I went by the vents, I went by the air intake, I went by the heat vents. I went all over the house and it barely even moved. It was like such a small, like a hundredth of a, of a, of a digit if it would move at all. Otherwise it, it wouldn't. And, uh, I know like if people have a lot of crazy wiring in their house or in a, in buildings and stuff, they call it like a Faraday cage where like high levels of electromagnetism can even make you see things and, and go crazy. And this house is, is, is badly, uh, wired up where there's so many outlets on one breaker that you plug in one too many things and you turn on like a dishwasher and a microwave at the same time and you break the fuse. So it's like, there's barely any wire in this house to make a Faraday cage. So, and so at the turning of like each season, we try to like spring, summer, fall, winter, we try to sage the place and make sure that we keep out whatever was going on. And then, uh, after we saged the first time, it stayed kind of quiet until August of that year. And then that's when I got hissed at. <laughs> it like things had kind of, you know, it, things had died down, went back to normal. And we were just having like really just gag me with a stick, like a cheesy, like family happy moment where we're all just like hanging out downstairs and watching a show and having a great time. And I was just laughing and I come upstairs, didn't think anything of it. I just kind of hop upstairs and I needed to get the hamper to start some laundry. And we have our linen closet is back in the middle of that hallway. So I was opening the door to it. And as I was opening the door and going to get the hamper out, I heard a, a hiss from the back bedroom behind me at the end of the hallway and I went ah shit and I just like jumped in and I started laughing because it caught me off guard so bad and I went and like looked around I didn't see or hear anything else and then I came downstairs and I said yeah I heard it too she's like oh it wasn't a train was it and I, I said no that definitely was not a train and I was joking and I was trying to think of everything like possum so I like looked around in our attic. I looked for like chewed open holes in the walls, anything. And like, I didn't see anything in our house. And that was, you know, didn't make it any better. I wish there would have been a hole with a possum in it. Cause it's, you know, you can call an exterminator or, you know, some kind of pet removal or animal removal guy. Yeah. It was just like a quick, like a, <laughs> like that really quick. And it just scared the shit out of me. And yeah, after that, it was like about a year, I would say, until something else happened again. And that's when, uh, that's another video that I sent you where uh, we went camping for the weekend. So all of us were out of the house. No one was here. Everything was locked up. And uh, uh, my wife had her phone with her and she gets updates from her Blue Rams camera thing or whatever they're called um, when there's like a motion detected. And she's like, oh, there's a motion capture um, today or yesterday, I think she said, because it was the next morning that we saw it. So she clicks on it and we're looking at it and we went, what the hell is that? And there's just all these balls of light like shooting up from like underneath the camera and like spreading out. It almost kind of looked like, like, a, like a firework or like a fountain or something. Like, I, you know, I've seen, I've seen videos on the internet of like, like bugs or what people call orbs or 
all these other things where, you know, and then you have people in the comments that are immediately debunking. I'm going, fake, you made that, or, oh, that's a spider, or that's a moth. But there was, like, at least, I don't know, you'd say, what, like 20 of them, at least. Um, once again, tried to debunk it, because I'm like, I don't want to live in a haunted house. <laughs> so um, I'm like, maybe it was the vents again, and the closest vent is under this under this couch right here. The fan was off. Um, I tried to think maybe it was bugs or fruit flies, but when we were leaving, I would have noticed letting 30 mosquitoes into our house and there was nothing. And there was nothing when we came back, we didn't hear any bugs. Cause if you have that many mosquitoes or any kind of bug like gnats or anything in your house, like you'd hear them like buzzing around and I'm like, maybe it's fruit flies, but we didn't have any fruit laying out. We haven't had fruit flies in the house. We were like, well, we're glad we're not home. And then my first thought again, it was weird, is kind of like with the balloon thing where I had like this weird second thought in the back of my mind. I'm like, I wonder if it was like looking for us. Like it missed, like it missed having us around. It was like too quiet, you know? It's just like, that's like what popped in my head. And I don't know, like, I usually just try to think that those those like silly kind of offhand comments, it's just like, you know, put too much to it. But with like, you, you start to read and see more things and like with like synchronicities and high strangeness and stuff, it's it's like, you know, in like gut feelings, there's there's more to it than, you know, face value. So I just had this thought, I'm like, I wonder if it missed us. Because, yeah, it just like seeing like the 30 like dots going all over the place it just made me think in my mind like it was looking for something like it was like searching like why why is it so quiet in here <laughs> why aren't there anyone why isn't there anyone screaming and yelling and laughing and why aren't there blocks hitting the ground why isn't there you know smoke coming from the kitchen and there's it was just a weird thought but it just kept kind of like invading my mind and then uh in september it was like a month later um it was when I was home with just me and my oldest daughter, and uh, I was making her lunch up in the kitchen again. And uh, I was frying up something and cooking over the oven. And uh, I heard her calling to me from downstairs, and she said she was going to come up, and that she was still young enough where I like to make sure that she's not going on her own in case she falls or anything. So I tell her to wait for me. And she's like, oh, I'm coming up. And then I'm like, oh, do you think it's safe? Are you okay to do that? And she's like, yeah, okay. And I hear her just kind of toddling her way up the stairs. And then I say, hey, baby. And then like two feet behind my head in the kitchen, I hear, hi. And it made all my hair stand up. It made goosebumps. I jumped. I turned around because I thought she was behind me and she was doing some kind of voice like, like the, I'm Batman, or just like doing something funny. She wasn't even up the stairs yet, and it was right behind my head. And like the, the sound of the voice, it just made me think of like, I like an old lady with like a, like a smoker's, like a smoker's voice or something, like an, like an old grandma that smoked like cigarettes her whole life. It was just this really deep, it was like, and it was like it was replying to me, like, it was so weird because I said like, hey, baby, or something. I was talking to my daughter and it, it responded back. And then, yeah, it was, 
It's very bizarre. Anytime anything happens in our house, like if there's something unexplainable or weird sounding, I immediately get on Messenger and I start sending a message to my wife. I'm like, 2.13 p.m., did you see anything on the cameras? And she's like, uh, no, or yeah, maybe, or, you know, whatever her response is. But like, after that happened, I immediately, like, I looked down the hallway both ways and I was asking my daughter if she did that. She's like, no. And I'm like, were you up here earlier? And she's like, no, I just got here. And I went, okay. And, and then I sent Heidi a message and like, was there something at this time? And she looked and she's like, well, I see you coming out of the kitchen and you look really alarmed and you're looking both ways down the hallway. And I was thinking about sending that video too, but all it is is basically my reaction. And I think there's just like a, eh, at the, like at the beginning of it, but it's like, it could have been me going like jumping or like making a noise. So I'm like, it, it's not the best video, but like just, yeah, it, it scared the living shit out of me. I, I feel like something was trying to like reach out to me. So I don't know, like with the gut feelings and like the thing, you know, the idea in the back of my head, it's like, is the house haunted or is there something like, I don't know, trying to, reach out to me or to one of us as I was compiling everything. And I just, on a whim, I've been listening to your show and I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll take a chance. I'll, I'll send them what I got for, for weird shit going on here. And as I'm compiling everything and you replied back, uh, my wife is like, Oh yeah, here's the stuff that I have too. Or did you tell them about the, the other dream that I had? I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's kind of that way where, she'll she'll have something like big happen to her and then it'll just be like eh like she doesn't even <laughs> like think to think to 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 tell anybody about it and then she'll be like oh yeah that's like when i broke my toe at work or something like when the hell did you break your toe or you know or i i got a big cut on my leg and i'm like when did you get a cut on your leg and so then she we were compiling all this info for you and she's like yeah i've been keeping like a journal on my phone and she said on the, uh, that same September that I heard uh, the hay, um, she said she had a dream. She was uh, playing with our daughter in the dream. And as a joke, she turned off the light. And as my daughter was crawling towards her, uh, she felt a hand reaching around her neck from the left side. And she said as she was waking up, she could still feel it. And I'm like, you didn't fucking tell me this like right away when it happened I'm like this is huge it's I know it's like yeah it's a dream but our shared dream was a dream too and that's I have no explanation why three different people would wake up at the same time seeing the same thing and she just like kept that in the dark. And I'm like, is there anything else? And she showed me her list. And it was just like me hearing, hey, and she had the exact date. And she had the date of her dream. And uh, I can't remember if there was anything else that she had on there. But yeah, the, she had her dream. And yeah, it was that just like, you know, reactivated everything being scary for me. I'm like, I wish she would have told us that before. And and then that's pretty much up to date besides like the sagings and how I think I'd mentioned it in a message before where um, 
she started like when I came in from, well, I should start this way. Sorry. Um, when she sages the house, uh, she does it by herself. Cause she's like, I need a clear mind. I need to be unstressed, just overall positive. And she's like, I want to clean the house before I do it. So everything's out of the way and we're starting fresh. And I went, okay. And she's like, I needed you and our daughter to just go to a park or go on a walk and like, just be out of the house. And the first time she did this, like she was, I think four months pregnant or something like that with our second daughter. I'm like, I'm not going to leave you in a goddamn haunted house <laughs> pregnant by yourself. And she's like, I'll be fine. I'll call you if anything happens. I'm like, I'm, if I'm not close enough, like you just get out of the house. And she says, okay, whatever. And so like she sages the house and the first couple times she just did the house. And then after I heard that voice, like responding to me in the kitchen, um, I asked her, I said, Hey, could you, could you go around me in a circle? And, uh, she met me out in our garage that's attached. And she came out in the garage with the burning sage and she went around me and it was the weirdest feeling. Like I, I shut my eyes. I tried to like take in a deep breath and like be like positive. And it felt like I was being like rocked and I felt lighter and it almost felt like something was like, I was kind of like leaning forward and it felt like something's like being like pulled out of my back. Like it was being like, like something was like floating up out of me or like off of me. And it was, and I know that I know how that sounds. It sounds so like new agey and like bat shit. And it's just like, when I, when I would hear that from someone else, I'd be like, yeah, okay. But when it happens to you, it kind of like opens your eyes up and makes you a little more accepting of things. But other than that, um, nothing has shown up for probably a year or two that we can think of. Just like um, every once in a while, there'll be like we'll see on the on our daughter's like security camera. Like not, I, I hate saying security camera because it sounds like they're in like a prison or something. But like there are webcams that we have in their in their room to make sure like they're okay and stuff. Um, like every once in a while they'll like my youngest daughter, she'll, she'll just all of a sudden like jump awake and she'll look around. And then Heidi will say like, that's when she sees like, there's like a ball of light, like an orb that'll go by. And once again, I'm like, maybe it's a bug that she hears. Cause I know like kids have better hearing than adults when we're listening to stuff and blasting out our eardrums all the time where I, there's like the mosquito ringtones. I remember like a big thing growing up where, only younger people could hear it because of the frequency was higher and your ears were better equipped for it. So like maybe she's hearing a bug or maybe that's what it is. But it's been a handful of times since that there'll be like a ball of light that'll shoot across like the top of her like uh, crib. And then my oldest daughter too, like she's got like a upper like bunk bed. And every once in a while there'll be like a thing that bolts across and she'll be kind of like tossing and turning. So I'm like, Maybe it's dust, maybe it's not. <laughs> you know, we try to, we, we've done so much with like trying to clean and keep everything positive and, and good here. It's like, I don't know. I'll still try to disprove it because I don't know. I don't want anything bad to start up again. And I know it's like, like uh, reading stuff, but like poltergeists and stuff too, with like how it stuff can manifest from like, young hormonal children and stuff and teenagers like I'm just dreading what happens when they become teenagers like if there's going to be 
you know, something that reactivates or gets worse. I don't know. So as of right now, like it's, it's been good. Um, we're all really good at communicating with each other and trying to handle our feelings and emotions and being fair and, and talking things out. And it's, it feels like it's just made the vibe or throughout the house, like way more positive and, uh, nothing weird has shown up. Game plan is just, you know, if it ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like if we, when the seasons, you know, pass, if it's, you know, spring's coming up soon. So we'll just clean the house, sage. If anything weird happens, we'll try it again. It, it seems like it hasn't made anything mad, you know? Like you see that in, you know, big horror movies and stuff where they try to wave a cross at something and it throws someone across the room or they try to chant something out or cast something and it just pisses it off worse. So it's like if, if saging is working, and everything's fine with us and with whatever was or is here, whatever, like, we can all be happy, like, you know, maybe, maybe energy, maybe whatever the stuff is, isn't good or bad. It's just an energy or something we don't even understand yet. Like, you know, if it's something that's just trying to say, hey, um, Watch out so you don't fall down the stairs or hey don't eat that that apple it's too old or something I'm going like get out demon or you know some shit like that it's like I you know, I don't want to I don't want to shove something the way that's I don't know like coming from a good place like yeah I I really do I really do regret the balloon now like I don't know I I, I feel like I should have just kept it around just to see what happened more and try to come at it from a cooler head. But, you know, where I'm at now with mentality, like where me and my wife are too, like, and we've shared so much of our, our life together, our adult life now. And from what we were when we were kids or teenagers, like I'm a completely different person. Like, you know, it's, I feel like we experience things when we're supposed to. And uh, I just wish I would have been a little more mature with the balloon and not been so jump, you know, jumpy and scared of it. But uh, jury's still out on the voice though. Like <laughs> that, that scared the shit out of me <laughs> so bad. <laughs> All right, thank you so much to Tim for telling us that story. I hope that's the end of the story for their sake. And if it's not, I told Tim to never hesitate to reach out but yeah, I do hope that things calm down over there. A thing that started to happen in the episodes that I really love is when people end up referencing other stories from Otherworld in telling their own story or hearing that listening to the show gave them certain insights or understandings that helped them deal with the things that are happening in their own personal situation. That makes me really excited to hear and happy. So I hope you all enjoyed that episode. Thank you so much for listening. And once again, thank you, Tim. And thank you to Tim's wife. Best of luck to you guys. This has been episode 25. The title is Hissing House. And you've been listening to Otherworld.
Otherworld is hosted and executive produced by myself, Jack Wagner. Our theme song is by Cobraman. The soundtrack of this episode is by Juice Jackal and North Americans. Editing and engineering by Theo Schaefer. The artwork for our show is by Cul-de-Sac Studios. This is an independent show, so please show us your support by subscribing, leaving a five-star review, and telling your friends. If you want to hear more episodes and support the show, you could do so at patreon.com otherworld. If you want to follow us on social media, we're at otherworldpod on Instagram and Twitter. And finally, if you or somebody you know has experienced something paranormal, supernatural, or unexplained, you could send us that story at stories at otherworldpod.com. <laughs>